The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. Hello and welcome to The Ruck. We're in Auckland and it is two days until the first test. The teams have been announced today. Good news, Owen Farrell confirmed is fit to play. And further good news, there is a saying in, in Lions circles that a Lions tour has never really started until Alex Lowe, the former chairman of the Rugby Writers, has arrived. And uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we arrived into town from Hamilton and there he was, a vision in, in Denham, waiting for us, greeting us at the bar and the tour has finally started. Alex, it's great to have you here. How are you and where on earth have you been? Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm all, well, thank you for welcoming me. Um, I've been at home watching everyone working hard and uh, following the tour from home, wishing I was here. It's good that, that the, uh, the Times replacements are coming from further afield than the Lions replacements. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it on tour. Uh, yeah, it was great to be here. And uh, seriously, though, um, you've been here uh, 48 hours. Uh, just, just more. What, what are your... Um, what are your first impressions of, of, of the, the tour, the general feeling around the place, uh, and, um, uh, and and how you th- you think it's all set up at the moment? I've just I've just walked here from my, where I'm staying, and there are just Lions fans by the by the hundreds as I, as I walk through, and there's a real sense of, of occasion building. First day here, I went to see the All Blacks, and Ian Foster was was up, and there's just a real there's a sense of occasion about it. I suppose I'm coming in. You you guys are on have been on the train for. For three weeks or so, and, and I've probably got the um, the idea of it building up, but I'm stepping onto that kind of moving train. It feels like there's a real something, yeah, something big on the horizon, which obviously there is. Uh, I'm sitting next to Steve Jones, who has um, been on every single Ruck podcast that it's invented. Uh, Steve, how are you? And do do you feel this sort of sense of impending excitement that we've build, been building to ever since we got here? Of course I do. I went for a walk around Auckland, around the viaduct in Harbour area today. I tell you what, you couldn't walk. 20 metres without passing Lions fans is an absolutely massive build-up. As we know, I don't know if Alex is aware of this, there were loads and loads of people from the very start, but the, the two veterans now have been joined like by Alex, like the Johnny-come-latelys, and um, <laughs> no, God bless them, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's great to see Alex here and also great to see all the fans. It's, it's building up massive sense of occasion, and just if, if it, unless I'm reading it wrong, a kind of hope for the Lions. I think there's there's hope. Uh, we um, uh, we were at uh, the Hamilton game, uh, the Chiefs game, two days ago. That put another spring in the step, didn't it? That was uh, a little bit more, more momentum. Alex, you watched that game from uh, from up here in Auckland. Do, do, do you do you get this impression, or, or do you think we're kidding ourselves? You know, we want to believe. We've seen two victories on on, on the trot. We can see us a, a, a game, a style developing. Do, do you get that impression of momentum? Oh, certainly. And the Lions tours. If the Lions are going to have any hope at all, they need they need that momentum. Um, I was interested to see that uh, the reaction from from up here in Auckland when you were were in Hamilton and, and the 
the feeling that, that the, the Kiwis here are excited by the way the Lions have developed. You know, they want a competitive series. There's a reason that the Lions are still outside as well. the All Blacks are favourites to win 3-0. But um, I think the way that, that the Lions are developing their game, some of, some of what we saw in Hamilton, getting the wings involved, or the wings almost being allowed to get involved, has added, added a new dimension to the way the Lions attacked. The team, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a minute, that they've picked today suggests an extra layer to their game plan. And, and the All Blacks... Um, have woken up to that and, and I think it's it shows that the Lions are, are building you can't expect them to be the finished article even now but certainly not week one um, and I, I think that was something that, that the All Blacks and, and the, the New Zealand rugby public really noticed from that Chiefs game in particular that the, the Lions have built a, a momentum they're building a style um, you know listen they're still outsiders but I think that there's a, an expectation that it will be a, a kind of a hell of an occasion because because it, it's not a guarantee that the All Blacks are going to win. Okay, now we'll, we'll, go, we'll, do, we'll go through the teams and talk through the teams that, that are announced. We're, we're going to rush onto that really because we know that Alex has brought us lots, lots of gifts from home, which we're, we're looking forward to, to, to cracking into later. Do you want me to announce the teams? Like, um, yeah, like you're proper. James Alexander Gordon. Yeah. Remember that bloke used to read the results? Jaggers. Ja- yeah, yeah. Was that what they call him? Yeah. Okay, well, the All Black team um, is Joe Moody, uh, starting with a loose head prop. Joe, Joe Moody, Cody Taylor. Owen Franks, Brody Retallick, Samuel Whitelock, the front five as we expected. Back row, Jerome Kaino, Sam Kane, Kieran Reid coming back. First game for ages. But let's, let's remember that he's had a thumb injury, so he's, um, there's no problem with his, uh, with his endurance because he, he's been training it normally. Um, the backs, Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett, uh, Rico Iwane on the wing. It's a, it's a really big shock to most Kiwis. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams, Ryan Crotty in the centre, Israel Dagg, who's not been playing very well on the other wing, and uh, Ben Smith at fullback. So um, some some surprises there. I think uh, whoever was going to mark um, Survey will be glad he's not there. And um, it, it's uh, it, it, it's 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 got the same number of surprises as the Lions really. But it, it's a strong side. They haven't played for a bit. It, you can't count the uh, game against the the Samoans as a game. And um, exciting. Survey doesn't even make, make their bench, does he? They have Leonard Brown as their um, as their spare uh, uh, backline player. You, Alex, you're at the um, uh, All Blacks press conference today. Was there a general surprise amongst the uh, amongst the Kiwi scribes? I think there was uh, about Yuani, although the way he's been playing um, Super Rugby, that just his, his tries. I think he's got ten tries this season in fourteen games, and he's top ten in in all the kind of attacking areas of the game. And, and um, I think one of the thing, well, two things that struck me: one. The All Blacks have no qualms about picking a player when they believe that player is ready. And if you think 2015, Nehemi on the Scudder kind of broke through Super Rugby and by the end of that year he was scoring a try in the World Cup final. Rico Ioane, he's been in their system, he's played sevens at the Olympics, he's been in the under-20s, he could have been at the under-20 World Cup that the New Zealand have just won. But they were rubbish at the Olympics though, weren't they? They were rubbish at the Olympics, but it's all learning. Yeah, well, we don't mean to gloat. No. Uh, also, let's not give them too much... I mean, I got... Uh, um, uh, an email from a great friend of mine and a famous coach at home who was drooling over the All Blacks. I mean, let's be fair, Dag and Yuani were poor at, in, on this tour against the touring team. So, you know, that's, we're not up against uh, 15 Dan Carters or anything like that. So, you know, I mean, I, the Lions won't give him too much respect and, and that, that, that is quite right. Also, got to remember, I know refing's a boring topic, but um, two of the three referees, the two Frenchmen in the second and third test, will not just let them play the way they want to. And uh, I don't think Jack or Paper will either. I think uh, Paper's not there to, to referee a fast game. He's there to referee the game. 
Yeah, I'd just like to qualify that. Jonesy, Iwani against um, against the Lions when he was playing for the Blues was 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 destructive and, and, and annihilated Jack Nowell. Uh, then he played for the Maori and and he looked distinctly average. So he's had he's had one very dangerous game and one uh, and one quite the opposite when the Lions attack closing down and there was more pressure. The, the other area that um, I was going to mention was it is the midfield where, where they Sonny Bill Williams starts with Ryan Crotty outside him against Samoa. They had Anton Leonard Brown. Steve Hansen was saying today that they actually see Leonard Brown doing for this team what Sonny Bill did for the All Blacks in the World Cup I, they, they're going to start with, with Crotty at, at 13 more sort of a steady uh, experienced head and then they feel as the game breaks up in the last 20-25 minutes they want to bring on Leonard Brown uh, to try and open it up and they've got three players there uh, who could start in, in any combination in, in the midfield They are a good, a good looking side but I think um, Gregor McTrossocks writing in the uh, New Zealand Herald <laughs> I think even he main thinking oh blimey what's going to happen if the old country uh, if the old country beat my new country so you, ne- you never know I'm sure McTrossocks is uh, just starting to, 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 to scratch his head a bit now do you, do you, I'm glad you brought up McTrossock because we haven't spoken about him for at least no. three days in fact since the last podcast but seriously on, on the McTrossock subject the, um, the, there has been a change of, of tone in the New Zealand media generally where um, uh, the odd McTrock accepted I mean the, 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 um, the Chiefs game on top of the Maori game seems to have been a, a, a given a, a second view as to what's, what's coming up against uh, uh, against the um, against the All Blacks on, on Saturday, do you, do you think this, it seems to be a, a slight um, uh, change of viewpoint? And I went to see Andrew Mertens yesterday, who is a columnist for the Times, and he was saying, uh, interesting, there's a, an All Blacks dinner tomorrow night, or rather a formal All Blacks dinner. They, every year they have a, a reunion dinner for anyone who's worn an All Blacks shirt gets invited. So it's a big old thing. He says there's always sort of three, four hundred All Blacks there. They are all offered two tickets for the big game the next day, which is half the reason they come. And he was saying that all the young fellas, the people who played in the team and know and have known All Blacks rugby since basically 2004, when the All Blacks have been winning everything, he said that they'll, they'll be striding in, thinking that the world is is at one and that they'll win this series quite straightforward. He says he says he says that's not how I feel. He says he says he knows that Justin Marshall is his big mate who doesn't feel that way and he says that he'll be speaking to the he loves speaking to the players from the um, uh, 70s and the 80s and he said that those are guys who've, who've seen it all and know it all and he said they won't have that opinion at all he said there will be fear in the room so well the thing is um, the respect is, is a big issue for the Lions because in 2005 on or off the field they weren't respected on this tour it, especially the host unions and the host teams and the host supporters are very, very much more respectful. I don't mean calling them a good side when they're not. It's going to save the rugby economy from complete oblivion. And, and I noticed this, this Lions team is more respected. And I think in terms of the media, I have to say with perfect honesty, apart from Matrosics, I never read or listen to any of it, but I, I just think that they, they couldn't be as bad for long as they were early in the tour. I mean, they lost the two midweek games. They've been much better in the two Saturday games, and I think people are now reading them. They are a team. I'm not overwhelmed, brimming with confidence, but people realise it's going to be the most. Don't forget, the All Blacks haven't played anywhere because the the, the 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 last rugby championship was your grandmother would have won it. 
So they've not played a really tight test for some time, and I think this may well be a tight test. Mm. I'd just like to say at this point that we hugely treasure Stephen Jones's view, who has got through this whole tour on one shoe. Um, now we're going to move on a bit, and we will return to the shoe later. Um, so uh, Alex Lowe, in your uh, in your best uh, James Alexander Gordon accent, will now read the uh, um, the Lions team for Saturday. Liam Williams at fullback, Anthony Watson and Elliot Daly on the wings. Jonathan Davis and Ben Teo in the centres. Owen Farrell and Connor Murray. And then up front, Mako Vunapola, Jamie George, Tyg Furlong, Alan Wynne-Jones, George Cruz, Peter O'Mahony as captain at blindside, Sean O'Brien and Taolupe Falatau. Uh, and plenty of oomph on the bench. Ken Owens, Jack McGrath, Kyle Sinclair, Maro Itoji, Sam Warburton, Reese Webb, Johnny Sexton and Lee Halfpenny. Great example of uh, the Gaelic fluency there, uh, the Taig furlong uh, from Arthur. Well, he's, Arthur obviously, like, Arthur. he's obviously been at his Gaelic uh, seminar again, religiously. Arthur's been to, to Taig's farm in, in Ireland. Oh, they're, for, they're, they're good old mates, aren't they? It, it's it's Taig, actually. Taig. It's Tiger without the R. Taig. We, you see, that's 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 why the Lions tour didn't really start till now, because we, we've been saying that. that. That's so good. I'm so pleased you're here. Can we mark this team out of ten as to how positive we are? I would give it, uh, I'll give it an eight because I would like to see Marrow playing. I really like the two surprises in the back three. Steve, uh, look. First of all, it's, it's back out of ten in terms of I can see why every person in the twenty-three has been chosen. Every every single one, which is remarkable because I mean I can be a bit of a stroppy bastard, and um, <laughs> no. I always try and find something that, that's wrong, because I think that's what journalism is as well, it's not being matrosics, it's, it's finding things that are wrong, and um, I've, I think it's, it, I, I agree with you about the back row, about, about the uh, the back three, George North, part of me says, look, for God's sake, George, get out there and just win one test for us, then you can go home or whatever, but um, very, very good, I can see the reason for everything, I wish, and, and as I've been saying for weeks on every podcast, that they trained up Maro Otoji to play at six, because that's where I would have chosen him for this game. Thank goodness Barnes isn't here. He would have called you ignorant for saying that, as he did to me last uh, earlier on in the week. Jonesy, if, if Maro had been at six, who would have captained the team? Alan Wynn? Well, uh, to be honest with you, um, I, I don't get in too much of a tiz about the captain. As Warren's always says, you pick the team. Mm. You're not going to pick, oh man, he's a good player though he is, just because he's captain. No, no. Actually, just... Munster don't have him as captain very often. Alan Wynn would have been fine. Owen Farrell would have been fine. Uh, I would just would like to see him out there. It's not, I'm, I've got no objection to O'Mahony, but I just think that this just this monster would have been nice. But having said that, if the lines are in touch with with 20 minutes to go, or and he comes on, and I got, I got this impression he may come on, not with 20 minutes to go, but with, with 35 minutes to go. So we'll see, we'll see. I think the Lions, as every team that plays All Blacks is aware the way they win generally is to put the foot down on the accelerator in the last 20-25 minutes they pull away there's a stat that they outscore their opponents in those last 20-25 minutes by an extraordinary amount Mm. Um, and so I think to have you know I don't like the idea of finishes necessarily and Marrow is a player who who I don't think fades to join a game but they're obviously aware that if they could bring on a player like Carl Sinclair, like Marrow, like Reese Webb, they can inject some energy and some dynamism just at the point when the All Blacks like to take control of a game. The real essential part of this team, boys, is is, is that Warren Gatland is not going to die not knowing, is mm. he? He's, he's put it out there. It, it, 
you could say it's a gambler's hand, which says he's, he's chancing his arm. But what he's doing is he's he's not playing it safe, and he sort of seems to acknowledge that playing it safe ain't going to do the job. No, quite right. But I also think that um, the midweek team, he did say, you know, I'm going to look at the evidence, and I'm not, not um, I'm not um, ruling anyone out. I think Liam Williams and Elliot Daly came in on the rails, like winning the derby in the last two strides, and and put themselves in contention by playing really, really well at uh, Hamilton. So. I think he's 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 been true to his word. And the other thing is, let's remember, we say Warren Gatlin's team, there was a big debate and an angry debate. So it's not actually entirely his team. It was done by the selectors. I think they've got it as well as they could. I wish we'd had another two weeks, the Lions rather, had had two more weeks and three more games that they haven't. And they're as ready as they'll ever be. Alex, as an athlete, I've got a particular question for you here. So, um, Liam Williams, he played the full 80 on Tuesday and he's going to start again on Saturday. So, that just doesn't happen in the professional world. If you had played the full 80 on a Tuesday, do you personally think you'd be able to give your best on the Saturday four days later? I would if it was a Lions test match. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I think that, yes, he played 80 minutes. I think the recovery time for a back is quicker than for a forward for obvious reasons. They're not hammering away, especially a Lions forward, the way that the Lions pack have been playing that that big kind of phase after phase I, I, he'll be he'll be fine I'm, I'm sure he'll be he'll be fine especially so listen he's got a chance to start a test match and I, and I think Liam Williams is probably the player who to me sums up what you're saying about the Lions won't die wandering he he's when he last summer down here with Wales he was the, the kind of the rapier he was the one who who caused the All Blacks more problems than than anyone else running from deep um he started the tour poorly. Uh, he mistimed two high balls, got, got himself binned. I thought the next game he looked incredibly uh, wobbly under the high ball, he, like he lost all his confidence. Um, and that, that will slightly con- concern the Lions, I think. That's certainly my worry on that count. Yeah, but, but then in midweek he, he sort of got his mojo back, as did Jack Noel. It was, like, it was almost like the Lions had allowed, suddenly allowed themselves to, to, to take their attacking game to another level. One thing that Warren Gatland said today was that he is prone to a brain explosion and th- that I suppose is where you're saying listen here's a guy who can who can carve something out of nothing who can who can add some sparkle behind the sort of the, the heavy midfield running of Ben Teo and the and what they will hope would be a, a pack to get them on the front foot and and more than Elliot Daly for me Liam Williams is the is the player that represents Gatlin's mindset of listen we're gonna have to go out and try and do something here. I think for, for me the, the the thing about Williams is it, it is a real coach's call it's a it's a real about coach understanding a player because if if you'd said from Tuesday which of the three which of the three back players would you promote to the to the Saturday Test team you would well on on the evidence of that one day you'd say probably Jack Nowell first or, or Elliot Daly they both played very well and Liam Williams third um, uh, as Alex says Liam's um, had good and bad and so this is a this is a real coach's decision saying I know this guy and I think that he will deliver. Um, despite the evidence, the, the mixed evidence that's out there. Very, very true. I, t- I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, Liam Williams, um, Wales used to have this thing that was innate. Uh, you know, the, the, they had, the people came up and there's something badly wrong in the development that, that was, those innate skills are not there. But when he let that ball drift across his body mm. to make Jack Wells first try, that just took me back because uh, that's what Wales players are supposed to be. And, and he's also a footballer. People think, well, he's like under the high ball. He's a footballer. He'd be absolutely fine under the high ball. Having said that, we should say, looking back a few days, I just thought it was wonderful that Jack Nell got those two tries and looked like himself because he's a, he's a great character for Exeter. 
he, he, he went looking for work. When he jumped over the rector's call, I thought that was brilliant. It's my moment of the tour. I, I, um, I look at that, at that game, and, and, and Gatlin said this a few times to us. He, he says, don't just look for that first team for that first test because it will change. And I think you can look at especially at Tuesday's game, and you can see you can see a Jack Nowell in a second or third, a, a Courtney Laws, for instance. Uh, those two would be be the players that I could envisage making that leap. Um, but but the, but there are others. I mean, I, I've just loved Ian Henderson on, on this tour, despite his first tragic day. Um, but but we must stop judging anyone on that first day. I think Laws. Uh, there can't be a player on a certainly on this Lions tour and on many a Lions tour who could have done more to get himself into the test team and still not make the 23. He's been extraordinary all year for club, for country, and on this tour. Every time he plays, he influences things. He's, he ruins line-outs, he smashes defenders. He, he's been monumental this trip, and he still can't make the 23, which, which shows the strength and depth in that area, and it's, that's actually, it's unfortunate for him that he can play so well and, and still not make it. I can't imagine there have been many players who will have made such a strong case and still not, not, not got in. So Auckland's filling up rapidly with uh, with um, men and women in in red shirts. Uh, Jonesy, you were out and about and say, what, what have you been doing? Well, first of all, I had a very odd experience in the gym because as I was doing, going through my uh, routine, there was another guy there who was on one of those cross trainers, and all you've got to do is pull with one hand and then put your other foot down and then reverse it so your arms are going up and down. But this bloke couldn't do it. He couldn't even work a cross-trainer. We're not going to persevere with this. This is ludicrous <laughs> conversation. Carry on, Steve. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll tell you what, I didn't have to look like you. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, this morning I met um, the, the, the Lions ambassadors. They think that they're 10, uh, well, youngsters. They're, they're, they're 10 people who are just end of school or early in their careers in university. And their job is to go around uh, representing the Lions and their, their Lions tracksuits on and it's to discuss the fall-off in rugby between 16 and 24, which is the big fall-off area, drop-off area, where we lose numbers. And, my goodness, they were absolutely magnificently impressive. They're run by uh, Steve Keith Granger at, uh, at the RFU, and um, uh, they've been all over the country. They've been talking to various sporting bodies, to New Zealand rugby, and they're going to report back to the Lions board on Sunday. That was, that was very, very... Um, uplifting to see, the, see them and also uplifting this evening I'm going to have a quick uh, beer and a bite with Gareth Chilcott the great prop who's been uh, in serious trouble with um, a transplant but uh, has come through it strongly putting on a bit of weight and uh, which is great news because life is more important than rugby so I'll be seeing Coochie Chilcott later Okay and, and um, one of the reasons I should have mentioned this from the start actually one of the reasons we were so pleased to see Alex is he's Brought the um, the best footwear on tour that, that maybe anyone's ever seen. Um, uh, Alex, can you describe your your new pumps? Uh, um, just a pair of trainers, Nike trainers. I don't know, they are quite natty, but you're quite know. modest about your your, yeah. your fashion well, wear, aren't you? Well, I can't really boast because the the first day I arrived, I went uh, to the All Blacks press conference, and beforehand, the only other. Uh, British journalist in town was Mick Cleary from the Daily Telegraph and I rocked up in a shirt and Mick said oh I've got that shirt which, uh, which I went straight home and burned it and <laughs> sat the stylist because if I'm sharing a wardrobe with Mick Cleary then, <laughs> then, then things aren't going well so I can't really boast about my shoes if I've already also got the same shirt as Mick Cleary and so Mick Cleary is just about to join us in the, this podcast. <laughs> Mick, <laughs> no, he, he, he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it. But on the subjects of shoes, 
Is yep. that what you were about to say, Steve? Yeah, I uh, won't. Well, okay, so, so Steve has heroically... Have you hopped around New Zealand? First of all, let, let's just talk us through. Steve's foot, how, how big is your shoe, Steve? That, that's bigger than... 15, 15. Genuinely, you are a size 15? 15, yeah. Right. You and know what they say? What do... <laughs> I got what happened was it's perfectly simple. I left I got two huge shoes, brand new ones. I left one in Christchurch and the shoe was then following me round in uh, in the in the post service, but it kept on arriving at the hotel the day after I the day after I left. And then it was sent on so it went to three hotels, but it's triumphantly come into uh, the Auckland Hotel, this wonderful hotel on the on the viaduct that we're on. So I'm reunited with, with my shoes. And um I think with Alex's pumps there, I think you're supposed to, when you finish 10-pin bowling, I think you're supposed to give them back. Uh, but, but on the subject of, of um, our dear friend Mick Cleary of the, of the Telegraph, um, how was he, uh, Alex? Because they've, they've had a traumatic time, our, 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 our rivals, the enemy from the Telegraph, haven't they? Um, they haven't had... Uh, quite the accommodation, the, the, the luxury that we live in. Um, did, did he did he share his his uh, his fears with you? Well, I, I understand that. I mean, Mick Mick's probably been all right, but I understand that his colleague Gavin Mayer just had a, an infestation in his motel room. In. And Gavin's a brave guy, isn't he? I mean, we you know we're not talking a, a soft sort of bloke here, are we? We're talking a proper tough Ulsterman. We are. Although I imagine he was jumping onto his chair when that mouse scooted around his bedroom, which he then never found. So uh, it's been a bit of a theme for him. He's been searching for mouse holes in every hotel room. It's typical. We, we know that Telegraph was struggling <laughs> as a group, and um, but uh, I wouldn't have thought they'd put their people in those sort of things. But there was there was vermin in his room. But Gavin Mayers said his own version of the events was that he saw the mouse. He, he remained calm, went to reception. But Tom Hamilton of ESPN, who's in the next room, testified to a loud squeak, squeak <laughs> a loud shrieking noise. A crashing of the tables, and Gavin ran into the corridor and down to reception, hoping, looking behind him in case the mouse was chasing him. As you say, Flossie, a really tough Ulsterman. <laughs> uh, OK, uh, gents, two, two days to go. Um, uh, we are just going to finish this podcast, the eve of test podcast, with some predictions. Before we came out here, there was a, a fairly negative vibe, uh, well, not vibe, but uh, a set of opinions. I don't think people really had that much hope. Uh, have we changed at all, Jonesy? I'm fighting to, you know, you can't let um, events like the fans coming in and, and, and then improve lines performance. You can't let it get on top of you because we are meant to be, we are journalists and um, in this room, two good ones at least. And um, <laughs> no, I was being modest about myself. I meant you two. And um, I, 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 I think that it's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I'd still be amazed if the Lions won the game because of the, all the inbuilt problems. But it will be competitive. I'm really looking forward to it. Alex, uh, I, I could only agree. I think um, the, the danger, I suppose, everyone feared six weeks ago was the lines would be obliterated and then we have the same conversation about is this, is it what's the point in it can it work I, I'm, I'm as confident that on Saturday we'll see uh, a proper test match and that I would still back the All Blacks to win but I think the Lions will absolutely prove their value in that game I don't think they'll win it but I think they will prove that it's a concept that we must continue. You've got to go for the lines, Scotty. You've got to go for the lines. Okay, Jonesy says I have to go for the lines. I, I will back the lions. I think they'll win the second test. 
I think the first test comes too early for them. Uh, this is a theme that we've talked about from the very first rut. Uh, they're getting better and they're getting better, but it's like, how, can, can they catch up? Can they catch the train? I think it's just going to leave and they might catch it next week. Thank you very, very much for joining the Ruck. Uh, we'll be back uh, early next week to review the first test. And um, please join us then. First test starts two days' time. Ruck.